Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I know you're shocked to know that I'm your host, Ian Altman. One of the most common questions I get these days is, how do we pivot to this virtual environment? How do I make it so that when I'm not connecting with people in person, that it looks better? And specifically, how do I make it so that when I'm connecting with people on video, on Zoom, that it doesn't look like the Fisher-Price My First Video Interaction, which kind of undermines your professionalism and can take away from your message. And this week, I'm joined by a dear friend of mine and someone who taught me a great deal about video setup, Adrian Salisbury. Adrian runs a group called Adrian Salisbury Training. He runs something called the Ecamm Live Academy, which is a tool that we use in the Mac world. He also runs a whole pro video academy and helps people when it comes to how to present yourself the best way possible in virtual environments and digitally. So Adrian, welcome to the, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here, Ian. Uh, always a pleasure. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's always a blast for us to talk. And before we dive into the things that people should be doing, because there's a long list of things that people can learn from, what I'd like to do is I'm going to make it so just you're, you're on screen and I want to discuss and maybe you can illustrate some of the pet peeves that we have when it comes to audio and video on Zoom and things that people do. Maybe you can highlight one of my favorites, which is I call it the nostril cam where the camera is sitting <laughs> down and it's pointing up through someone's nose and seeing their ceiling behind them, which I guess is great if they have a medical visit for an ear, nose, and throat specialist, or they want someone to look at, you know, a drip on their ceiling, but otherwise not so great. So let's talk a little bit about that. Can you share some ideas of, of one of the things that people might be seeing? Yeah. Um, I've actually got a, a mocked up zoom call here ready to go actually. And, um, this is a green screen. Normally this, I'll just say this up front because you're going to spot it in a minute, that normally this is my office and is there behind me, but there's we've got builders in today and I hadn't kind of figured all this out. So I've literally just picked up all my equipment, moved into the house in the dining room and dropped this image in behind me. So uh, when I cut across here, the screen share of Zoom. And um, so, yeah, you're right. You know, <laughs> if I cut across there in this is what we're referring to, aren't we? You know, people sitting there like this, talking away to us. Um, yeah. And I think just the difference that you can see there, clearly it's the same room, the same lighting and everything else. Um, doesn't that look different to be uh, kind of looking and talking down here to you or actually being up here at um, eye level? Yeah. And I think one of the keys is that when people are speaking at eye level, it's how we're used to speaking. I mean, think about it, the, the whole notion of looking down to somebody. It's it's like if someone was, if you met somebody at an event and they were seated and you were standing up, you wouldn't stand right over them and look down at them, having them looking up at you. It would be an awful experience if somebody did that. So we want to make sure that we're not creating that type of environment. And, and I also want you to touch on, here, here's something that I guarantee people are thinking. They're saying, well, wait a minute. I use the virtual background in Zoom all the time, but it doesn't look like Ian's or Adrian's. Yeah. Why is that? So shed some light into yeah. kind of the mistakes that people make when it comes to those virtual backgrounds. Yeah, I, I um, 
Rachel would laugh, my wife, if she was listening. We, we were on with a um, the lady that was sorting our wheels out, actually. Uh, but she was talking to us the other week, and she clearly just clicked on on Zoom. We were on a Zoom call, clicked this uh, virtual background button, and it was like this blob moving around with her because it, 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 you know, we're asking a lot of Zoom if you haven't got a green screen to ask it to actually do this and create this fake background, and you could see little gaps through into her background because this thing was just trying to do it virtually. Um, I think you, I, I don't know, I, I find it a funny mix really that on a really what is a tool being used by professionals that they just put a feature like this in as to, right, we can make this background. It really doesn't work well. And I think for the cost of, if we are professionals on here and um, business people, the cost of getting a green screen just to pop up behind you, I don't know, what, $100? And, and actually, <laughs> all of a sudden, it really does take it up. Uh, and there are other elements to it as well. We're both using Ecamm, which is much it does a much better job of it than Zoom does anyway. And we're both using good cameras, which also has a, a big part to play in it. Yeah, and, and I think that one of the things that oftentimes people get stuck on is I don't have room for the green screen. And I know the one that you use yeah. is a pop-up one. So it's kind of like it is. If you remember the if you remember screens that people would pull down. This is the same yep. concept, but it pulls up from the ground. And that one that's portable and pops up, yeah. you know, what are they? Like you said, is it $100? Are they $200? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, about $120, I believe. It, yeah. It's like you'd have at a presentation, you know, just one of these pop-up banners, wouldn't yeah. you? But it's, but it's wider and it's green. Yeah. Um, and it does a cracking job. I can just turn the thing off. Let me make sure I'm on the right. Um, yeah, if I pop it off there, it is behind me. And I... Sure can literally <laughs> just pull this thing up and down yeah and it, it transforms me into another room yeah I, I as i say this normally is my office but I, I love the fact that i could do this and i could just pop this up behind me change an image and away we go yeah and and the idea is that what i want people to realize is this is your professional image so much like you wouldn't show yeah. up to a to an in-person meeting with dirty shoes a wrinkled shirt or anything like that, guess what? When you're meeting with somebody via Zoom, if you present yourself professionally, there's a pretty good chance they're gonna respond and say, oh, that looks great. When it looks like yeah. you're the creature from the Black Lagoon because you're coming in and out of the background, or when the lighting <laughs> isn't right, or when the quality of the yeah. image isn't right, companies often say, oh, we can't spend money on this, we can't spend money on that, it's like, look, for less than the cost yeah. of putting someone on a plane to visit one client, you can actually have the proper setup and the proper training so that when you meet with yeah. people, it looks great. And people say, really oh, that looks point. fantastic. It doesn't look like a green screen. It doesn't look like something else. It doesn't look like um, yeah. something that was the Fisher Price, my first video presentation, but instead that it's all tightly tied together and they can actually have yeah. a connection with you rather than being distracted by other things. Yeah. And I think we we have to respect that. I know certainly at the start of lockdown, when suddenly people were having to work from home and, and, and couldn't get hold of these things, uh, it was happening. But, you know, we're coming out of that. And actually either people are going, this is the new normal and this is what I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be working from here for a long time now. Let's invest in it now. Let's start showing up and looking more professional. If I can remember being on a call with, 
someone must have just sat at the front of the bed, really. And I can just see as they were moving, you could just see this untidy bed that they haven't sort of pulled the duvet back over or anything. And I'm yeah. kind of wanting her to move because I'm finding it quite interesting to see what's going on behind. <laughs> um, that shouldn't be happening now. You know, there was a season where we were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you're, ab- you're absolutely right. I think there was there was a period of time where people were tolerant of all sorts of things. And now it's interesting because I have different pieces of equipment that I bring with me when I'm traveling. So if I know I'm going to be doing a zoom from the road, I've got different clamps and arms and things so I can attach my camera or lighting onto whatever I need. And, and, and I recognize that when I'm on the road, it's rarely going to be an environment where it's going to be the same as when I'm in my studio. Like I'm not going to have, everything as robust but i've done my same side selling academy coaches corners from the road and people say you can hardly tell now the funny thing is i should take a picture of the room because here i have a clamp that's clamped onto you know the post that holds the tv in the room and the, the view that they had was fine but if the camera had moved an inch one way or the other it would have picked up a lamp or a sofa in the hotel room yeah and it was and in that case i was connected via wi-fi which is always a little bit sketchy yeah. because you don't get the same level of continuous connection. But talk a little bit, if you can, about audio, because I know a lot of times what people say is, oh, it's, it's no worries. I'll just, you know, my, my laptop has a microphone and a speaker. Why does it make sense for people to, wherever they can, to have a dedicated microphone? Why does it make sense? Like, I, I, I have one of these in-ear monitors, so for me... You know, I never have to worry about echo, but talk a little bit about that so people can understand how valuable and important audio is. Yeah, I think like with the image and, as you know, you mentioned earlier on with sitting at eye level, we want this to feel very natural. Uh, the same thing wants to happen with the audio and it's you don't want it there as a distraction that people are going, turn this up or I can't quite hear or there's a fan or something going. Definitely pays to have a microphone externally they can they're very affordable now anyway um but to have a, a, an external usb mic certainly if you are on a laptop and um a good old macbook pro that, that those fans can kick in quite quickly um to be able to have a mic closer to you with the the fan and the computer over there rather than the mic actually built into the device that's causing the noise definitely a, a good upgrade to get Excellent. And then when it when it comes to when it comes to lighting, one of the things I also want you to talk about is this notion that a lot of times it's just people have kind of a hodgepodge of different lighting. And I know there's mm. something in your in your pro video academy, you talk about this, and these are things that I didn't know that I learned. I remember at one point I was having trouble with my green screen keying out properly, and you had said, Well, is there another light in your room that's a different color? And of course, yeah. to my eye, I don't know. They all look like lights to me. And sure enough, (laughs) I had one light in the room that was a different color and it messed up everything. So talk a little bit about lighting. Like, you know, I've got three point lighting here. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Because once again, sure, you can just sit in front of your camera and do your stuff. But what's the value of having a properly lit scene when we're communicating via Zoom? Firstly, what I want to say is I think more important than your lighting is your camera. And this is a mistake that I see a lot of people do all the time is they'll go, but I've bought four or five different lights now and I I still can't get it bright enough or I can't get this to do this. 
um, but you're on a webcam, you know, a built-in camera on a phone, and actually you're ca- you're you're fighting with your the inbuilt camera all the time because it's decided this is an auto level. And if I like with my phone, for instance, if I went out at night, it'll try to brighten it up. If it's sunny, it'll try to darken it down. So adding extra lights isn't going to solve the problem particularly. Um, so I would just want to start there. I, I definitely think you could spend a easily you could spend a thousand dollars on lighting. Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, if I turn this off, <laughs> you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I don't have, um, we'll talk about three point lighting, but for me, I've just got one light in front of me here that because I've turned the camera up and the settings in the camera, it's letting in, I'm on, I'm on a 30% on the light that I've got here in front of me. And that is enough for the camera to do what it needs to do. Um, so when you talk about three point lighting, normally, uh, this would be photography lighting that you would have, um, a, a, one light as a main light in front of you, uh, a key light, and then a fill light to the side. And then another one would be coming back over your corner as a rim light or a hair light. Yeah. Um, that would be kind of standard uh, photography, um, lighting kit. You could have two lights on you and one dedicated to the background. I see other people actually have just one in front overhead to light them up. And then the other two are pointing back on the green screen to get that nice and bright. Um, so yeah, but you, you, you're sorry, there's lots of questions in here. Ian. I'm trying to, I could go but, on but for half know, an hour. Um. You know, the, you know, the agent, I, th- I think the, I think the biggest thing that, that I take away from this is that everybody, me included might overthink the lighting. And the reality is yeah. that if you have a high enough quality camera and, the, and, and keep in mind, you're not saying go out and buy a ten thousand dollar camera. No, we're talking no. about hundreds this is of like dollars. like an eight hundred pound camera. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about um, a camera that, that that's got the right type of sensor. I know that, for example, the camera that I have in the lens, I, I use the uh, the Panasonic Lumix, and I've got a G7, which I don't even think they're they're producing anymore. But it was that and getting the the right lens for it. Yeah. All of a sudden, the keying became dramatically better, and I didn't necessarily yeah. change the lighting now. There is some lighting stuff that I do, but it's more because in the studio, it's it kind of in my environment. I feel like I need to do yeah. it this way. But what it sounds like is with the right camera gear, it's way more forgiving in terms of the yes. feed in that, that, the, that the system is going to key. So you don't get that person coming in and out of the background. Yeah. Sometimes just the existing lighting is is okay. Um, and we get that sorted first and then we sort of add in some lighting to go with it really. But yeah, you mentioned earlier about mixing in. I think that is again, a fairly classic mistake that maybe you've got a lamp above you here in your room and then you've suddenly brought these two lights in in front and it, it it's surprising that the difference in that color of the lighting and you could end up with like orange hair or, or green actually even sometimes and what looks, yeah, we wouldn't even consider it, but the camera's seen, it, very different lighting coming from different sides. You're right. We can't overthink it, but I, yeah. I, I wouldn't go out spending a lot of money on lighting if you're just using uh, a webcam. Definitely sure. sort of invest in the camera first. Yeah. How does your team measure up against others when it comes to being on the same side with your clients or prospects? Find out at samesideselling.com scorecard to take the same side selling assessment. And if you want to learn more about the Same Side Selling Academy, visit samesideselling.com.
And 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 I think that's that's one of the things that people often say to me. Well, how does it look so crisp? I'm like, well, for starters, here's the camera gear that I use. Oh, I just use a webcam. Now what? I'm like, well, yeah, I have a webcam also. I just don't use it for these types of scenes because yeah. it's not the, it's not a high enough quality. I know it's a shocker that the you know call it you know less than a thousand dollars worth of camera gear that I'm using now is better than the roughly hundred dollar camera yeah. that's the webcam. It's just designed to do more things. The sensor's more sophisticated. There's more technology in there. It it allows you to do manual control. That that would be one of the main things, really. Is you know I can adjust, and certainly on green screen, I see so many people just go grey on on green screen because the cameras can't, or the the webcams, the auto white balance in them just can't handle this green, and it takes the color straight out of you and yeah. things like that. It doesn't matter how much lighting you put in. It, it, it's not going to help. Yep. Um, and it comes back to that question we were saying at the start, you know, if this is, if this is professional, if this is you doing sales pitches or whatever it might be, you know, is it not worth investing a thousand, 2000 in a, in a setup like this? And, and Adrian, let me, let me ask you this because for those people who use, uh, use a Mac platform. So I will tell you that historically I spent my entire life being a windows person carrying a ThinkPad with me. And the only thing that caused me to become a Mac user was is a software Ecamm Live that then once I got the software right? and said, this is pretty cool, how do I learn how to use this? And I enrolled in your program. And just so people know, it, Adrian, Adrian is, is set up where he runs these programs. Absolutely amazing. The instruction in there is top notch. And, and I don't get anything from it. It's, um, there's no, there's no, you know, and Adrian was kind enough to say, Hey, do you want an affiliate link? And I said, no, cause I'd rather be able to just tell people, look, this is yeah. great and I don't get anything for it, but talk about some of the things that people can do. And if you want, you can show them once again, if you're listening to this on a podcast, I encourage you to go, go on to, um, samesideselling.com and pull up the podcast or look it up on YouTube so you can actually watch this and you'll see it. But I'd love for you to show some people things that you can do in this Ecamm environment. And I know you've got a, a Ecamm Live Academy coming up at the end of February. Um, and it's what yep. it's like a two week program. And it's just yep. absolutely, it's an hour a day. It's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I enjoy just being in the community great people experimenting with stuff, people going live, figuring out how to do all yeah. that. But, but sh I'm going to, I'm going to flip the, flip the screen just to you. So you can show people some of the things that you can do that are really easy to do in this, in this environment that maybe you can't do otherwise. Yeah. And actually a uh, quick shout out to Ian, because I remember when Ian came through our Ecamm Academy the first time, uh, did some very clever things there, Ian. Of, you, you pre-recorded some little videos and you were using the clicker to move from one scene to the next which is kind of like powerpoint using slides um so ian knows his way around this definitely if you're on the podcast do come over because this is quite cool we're talking specifically uh, about zoom really and how you can use ecamm into zoom we just ran a whole weekend training on it and um so things that you can't it's typically in zoom um so this now, I can send this feed straight out of Ecamm into Zoom. So what you're seeing here is exactly how it's looking on my Zoom chat. And um, you're quite restricted in Zoom in, in that you kind of click and go, right, I've got my camera. Or if I want to do a screen share, I 
firstly click screen share, then I decide entire screen. I can set everything up in here in advance. So at the click of a button, I can move across on here. So let me demonstrate a couple of things. This is how we can bring in, for instance, the, the Zoom chat. So did you know you could do this? You can actually, that chat window that you have over there, you can pull it, you can detach it from your Zoom window so it sits on a floating window. And then in Ecamm, I can pick this up. Uh, I can crop in the edges so that you can't see where it's um, saying things like this, uh, the chat and things up here. What about polls? I don't know if you've discovered polls that you can do inside of Ecamm, um, but you can do very simple polls that you can set up in advance. Uh, you could do more advanced ones depending on which plan you're on. And um, again, pretty cool to be able to say, come on then, let's let's jump in. Let's I'm going to put this up on your screen. Let let us know what you think. And all of a sudden, it's not over there in the chat, and it's or it's back to the camera, but it's completely submersive. We're in the same space together here. Um, I can completely brand this up. You know, if I wanted to make it look this way, I literally start with a blank canvas and go. Where do I want to put myself? Do I like this little frame around it? Do I want it rounded or squared? And I'll drop a logo in. I'll move this chat around to a different place. Um, uh, it, it is completely fluid as to how I want to design this and lay it out. Uh, and one of the things I was just uh, showing Ian actually before I came on was we we had a go with this. We, we ran like a three hour long Zoom call and we wanted to be able to put breaks in it. Firstly, so that we could just have a break and use the bathroom if need be, but also to give people a chance to do exactly the same thing. So that allowed us, we can preset the time, we can choose the music, we can choose the animation and things. But all of a sudden, we've just gone to a whole nother level with our presentation. And if I think, sadly, Zoom is seen as being a, a pretty boring place. And I think maybe it's this necessary evil that we all got forced onto Zoom and we don't want to be doing it. But Imagine when people show up to your Zoom call and all of a sudden that's the experience they have. They're going to be coming away going, I can't believe this. This guy just did all this and he brought this on screen and he made music appear. And, and the, the idea is that all of these things we're showing get surfaced through natively into Zoom so that when I'm doing things via Zoom, what people will often say to me is they say, well, but, but you can't do that on Zoom. How are you doing that? Because I saw that you had this show up or you had that show up. So for example, in my Same Side Selling Academy, we'll often share different questions that people have. So someone will have a question and what we do is we bring it up on screen. So it can be something yeah. like this. So you'll see, you know, how do I, and you see the question on the screen for those of you watching, but it's how do I manage a meeting and stay focused on the Same Side Quadrants? Um, you know, when I'm, what is it? When I have a large audience of 12 plus people and, and keep in mind, it's like, you know, I'm just pulling up things on the fly and just everything show up or disappear. But the idea is that I, I can do that. And people say, well, wait a minute, you didn't share your screen. You, how did that show yeah. up? And, and sometimes I'll have it so that slides are behind me or I'm in the slide or things like that. Yeah. And it's just all about visual interest. And it's not for the gimmick of it, but instead what we have to think about is how are we keeping people engaged in our conversation? Yeah. Because if they're distracted because your image is coming in and out, if they can't see what's on the screen, if they're going from full screen to not full screen and back and forth, those are all distractions that can take away from your message. If they're, yeah. if, if you're on the call, 
you're on a video chat and their first thought is the person really needs to trim their nose hairs, then you probably have that nostril yeah. cam looking up. If they say, hey, you should probably paint your ceiling, that tells you that it's not the right angle. Because right now, Adrian and I can have a conversation where we're looking face to face and see each other. In fact, there, there are ways that I can make it so that Adrian's on screen. So very often, we'll bring people on in Zoom side by side in this environment. If we wanted to, I could have Adrian come in green screen, have him sitting next to me. And it just, it would have looked like, oh, like now they're in the same place. <laughs> and not to say that you're going to want to use that in every scenario, but instead what I want you to realize is that with this Ecamm Live platform, it's something that I use in all of my Zoom meetings and I use in all of my recordings. So everything we do in the same side selling academy, we record in the same environment. The yep. idea is that we get that interactive experience of dropping in other graphics of of really engaging people that we can't do otherwise and i will tell you that the next coaches corner that we do so we do a coaches corner in our academy the first wednesday of every month until you showed me oh and here's the way to bring the chat in i had forgot about doing that which is just yep. another example of the kinds of things that you share and teach people that we might overlook otherwise and all of a sudden i was like ah oh, i'm such a fool i should do that the only caution with that, Ian, before you go doing it, is to know that that chat window there includes public and personal chat. So if you've got someone reach out to you and go, that Brian's really annoying, <laughs> you know, can't you kick him off or something? Yeah. He's going to appear right there in front of you. So either disable the private chat side of it. Um, <laughs> I just want to spell that one out. I don't want you coming no, back no, to me. I, you know what? I did your trick and put that on. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you sharing that. So Adrian... What what's the best way for people to connect with you to learn more about whether it's the Ecam Academy or the or the Pro Video Academy? There's a lot of great resources you have. I want people to be able to yeah. reach out and learn more from you because I will tell you that if you search, if you Google just about anything related to video, <laughs> Ecam, anything else, you're going to see one of hundreds of videos that Adrian generously shares freely out there yeah. beyond his training. So just, just so you know, the man's a legend in this space, but how can people find you? <laughs> yeah. And if people are like, why is he making all these different courses? What, where's the logic in that? How can you look that good on camera? And I went, well, to me, it's pretty straightforward. So we built this Academy very much to say, this is how you get going with this equipment. And it, uh, it isn't, I think if someone's reached out to me and said, I want to look like that, then why show four different camera options and a multitude of lighting options? So my academy is very much, here's my equipment, here are a set of videos to show you how to do it. And now I've got a community space where you can come in and we'll tweak the lighting and we'll get rid of, you know, if you're getting colored hair come through and things like that, we'll sort all that out in our community. So it, it started in that Pro Video Academy. And then I realized I've got an audience of people here that are then saying, Oh, you know, now what do I do with it? You should be using Ecamm to make your videos. Uh, so that's why we start up an Ecamm Academy and we do a YouTube Academy and a Kajabi Academy, all really around that person who we've just helped get going on camera. Um, so any of those, they all fit under the umbrella of Adrian Salisbury Training. And adriansalisbury.com is our website where you can find all of those individual academies. Uh, the, the thing to say, Pro Video, you can join at any time. But the Ecamm Academy and the YouTube Academy, they both only appear twice a year. So we're about to open the doors, as you mentioned, on the 28th. 
um, to run that for two weeks, and then it won't be up again until October. And you you mentioned it earlier, but that community is really powerful. And I think if you'd have just downloaded my course, watched the videos, that's only half of it, really. It's then having a space to come into and go, well, let's, let's and the kind of accountability and challenge to do it. Let's have a go at doing that and bringing some scenes on. Let's have a yeah. go at interviewing somebody. And um, so that's why we've kept it in that, um, yeah, cohort course that you were working through together. Yeah, no, you know, and, and I love it because even as somebody who is a professional and considers myself a professional in terms of video presentation, I love the fact that I'd connect with a handful of people and say, okay, we're going to do a session tonight. We're going to, we're going to do a zoom session. We're going to, we're going to play with this feature, this feature, that feature. We're going to do a Facebook live and we're going to play with yeah. these different features. And it's things that were it not for the structure of the program. I would have said, Oh, cool. I can do that. And I never would have done it instead of yeah. now, if someone says, Hey, can you go live with this? Of course, because I did it half a dozen times as part of the course. Now it's comfortable for me. So and, and 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 if you charged five times what you charge, it would still be a good value. So it's something that, you know, if I recall correctly, it's at least twice, if not three times that I've gone through the program and and I use this tool every day. But it's just it's a matter of yeah. I always hear or learn something new that I didn't pick up be, pick up on before. So I encourage yeah. people to check it out. Adrian Salisbury training. We'll have a link in the show notes as well. But um always just great information. So when this question was coming up and people said, how do I make it so my Zoom is not generic? How do I stand out yeah. in these digital communications? There was only one person to talk to and you were it. So thanks so much for coming on, Adrian. Thank you very much. I think really just as a final thing, you know, the uh, what you don't want people doing when they come onto your Zoom call is going, oh, really? He looks an amateur. You know, she's she, she didn't look great or, you know, it's, that's what you don't want that foundation really i really would encourage people to consider getting this camera a microphone light you know or whatever it be it doesn't have to be mine but but this setup and really just invest in this because if, if you're on here how much better for you to show up on the other end of a zoom call and people go oh wow you look like a professional so yeah thank you am Thank you, Adrian. Let me let me give people a quick 30-second recap of what I think are key piece of information that you can use and apply to your business. First, focus on the camera because many people, me included, might focus on the lighting and other, other things, but the right camera, other than just a webcam, could make the difference. And Adrian's got a lot of suggestions and guidance on where you, where you go and what type of equipment you can get without breaking the bank. Second, make sure from a microphone standpoint, you're not just going with the lowest common denominator. For not a lot of money, you can add a microphone that's gonna add good sound quality for your interactions. And then look at using other tools to better enhance the experience and engage your audience. If you're someone who's a Mac user, Ecamm Live is something that I endorse incredibly. It's it's what shifted me to the Mac world. Because when I saw this, I said, okay, I guess I'm getting a Mac now. And now I've got multiple Mac machines. So this is almost a commercial for Apple and Ecamm all at once. And of course, if you want to learn how to do all these things, visit Adrian Salisbury Training. And if you search for Adrian Salisbury, if you search for Ecamm, he'll probably come up. And he's a great resource to help you get there. So thanks again for joining me, Adrian. Thank all of you for joining me as well. And we will see you on the next Same Side Selling Podcast. <laughs>